Hello, hello, hello. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Those that will come in. It's Emotion Monday. <laughs> welcome. Um, it's pretty nice outside. So I know everyone is just enjoying the nice weather, the nice breeze, but I have an assignment to do. <laughs> so welcome to Emotion Monday. If this is your first time here and viewing and watching this, um, emotion stands for as a play on words. E is electronic. Motion is movement. And Monday coming off of a weekend, we never know what someone goes through Saturday and Sunday, even Friday. You know, so this is kind of a, a jump start, a push. Um, it may even give you answers or give you confirmation to something that God may have been discussing with you about. And always before I start, I always like to to thank. God for my podcast listeners. This this does upload to my podcast, the Psalms of My Emotions podcast. Um, you just type it and search the Psalms of My Emotions. It should pop up. You know, I can it's so many platforms that it's on, but many tune in, you know, from all across the world. And it's just sometimes I look at the little statistics and everything, and I'm just so grateful. I take it not for granted that. God speaks through me. He gives me his wisdom and um, he's given me this and something to say. All right. So thank you guys for tuning in again. And as our hashtag is um, let the healing begin. <laughs> All right. Good evening. Good evening, Tuesday. <laughs> good evening, everyone. And those that are watching the replay, I'm so excited Y'all, I did not plan on going live this Monday, even though I'm supposed to go on live every Monday. But really, I just wait on God to give me revelation or him to give me um, something in my spirit to speak on. You know, it's by faith that I put up a post and I put up um, promo to say I'm here on Mondays. That's by faith. It's not a guarantee that God gives me something to speak about on Mondays, but majority of the Mondays, because I opened myself up to this and said yes to this, he has given me, you know, he always downloads, downloads information into me and prayer points and everything. So I love it, you know, so I really didn't, you know, plan on, I was going by my business, my teachings and, you know, just listening to teachings and um, studying the Bible and just, you know, just, just sitting there, just waiting and soaking, you know, and God just like, no, get on there and talk about this. So I'm so excited about today. Um, who is birthing your baby? Who is birthing your baby? You know, and when you think about infants, when you think about babies in the natural, they're so fragile, you know, they uh, require so much care and so much patience and it's just so much that goes into caring for a baby you know cause you to sacrifice your time and you know just it's so many things that go on i'm not a natural mother but out of observation you know i know you know what i mean uh, out of observation i can see it's a lot of work it's a lot of work being a mother so i just want to go ahead and get into this lesson and um just give you guys to a, a also a heads up um, I'm revamping and switching around new things. And, you know, even the, the song and the beginning of it is probably going to change. You know, I'm just really coming into what God told me that I could come into. Right. And and that requires me being my whole self. You know, I just felt like I just wanted to put that in there that some and oh, my God, see, spirit is speaking in order to unlock some doors. God was just just now downloading this in my spirit. I'm, 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 in order to come through some doors, you have to be comfortable and walk in your total self. And that means walk into how he has created you. Walk even how you talk, how you dress, you know, it's not, it's not weird. It's not, you know, by accident. You are that way because that will be the key to unlocking a door that has pre been, been predestined. I just had to say that, you know, that just dropped into my, into my spirit just now. Okay, I'm just going to go into this blog 
before I go somewhere else. I mean, if God allows me to, this is his platform. If he wants me to go another way, you know, I allow him to. I'm not so stuck on what I want to say. Okay, so let's get started. Um, you guys probably didn't get enough time to read the blog that I posted. Who is birthing your baby? So as you guys know, also, I wanted to include, I didn't include this in my intro. What happens on Emotion Mondays is usually I write a blog. We discuss it. God intervenes and that's how it goes. All right. <laughs> we know, we may know for certain that God promised it. Only you know what your it is that God promised you. But what lengths will we go through to make sure it happens? Sometimes we can get a little anxious, you know, or we can get a little um, just impatient on waiting on God's promises to come to pass, that we feel like we have to help him some kind of way. And sometimes we don't even know that we are trying to help God. God, you know, if you know who God is, <laughs> he does not require any help. He does not require any assistance. It's just us that got the problem. Us that got the problem in waiting. Us got the problem with God's timing. It is us that got the problem. And sometimes we have the I can't help it when we hear, you know, uh, the promise hit our ears. Okay, God, well, how you going to do it? Well, well I got to do this. I wait, I got to do that. All God wants you to do is just prepare how he wants you to prepare. Sometimes our preparation even looks different to how God wants us to prepare. We may feel like, oh, well, I need to do this and this and this and that, A, B, and C. And that's not the A, B, and C God is talking about, right? So we're just going to go ahead and get into this lesson, get into these Jesus nuggets. All right. <laughs> As I planned on not speaking or writing today because God had not downloaded anything into my spirit for this Monday. Bam. Y'all, for real. It was like that. Bam. Here comes a revelation Saturday evening. Y'all, this is how God be working sometimes. It don't matter. A reminder that God never works on our schedule or considers it to be a factor. Listen, if God tells you to wake up three o'clock in the morning and get online and say something or get online and do a prayer, you better do it. You better be obedient into what he said. If he just told you, just go live. I don't care. I don't even care if you got a bonnet on. I don't care. This just needs to come out. We think that people are so just, you know, uh, distracted by our bonnet <laughs> or whatever we have going on, that means the message is not for them if they're not, if they're so distracted by it. But God tells you to do things at an appointment, a point and time, an appointed time <laughs> for a reason. So that's another tidbit I'm throwing in there. Uh, God is really speaking right now. All right. He's, he's speaking right now. <laughs> oh God. Okay, Lord. I prayed before I got on here, so maybe that's what's going on. Um, anyways, <laughs> he brought me back to Genesis. We back in Genesis again, y'all. We just came off talking about Eve. Now, I'm still in Genesis. I know why he has me in Genesis, but hey, we here. We here again. Anyways, he brought me back to Genesis, this time focusing on Abram. Sarai and Hagar, which we know the names did eventually change um, from Abram to Abraham and Sarai to Sarah, right? <laughs> Ooh, yes, yes, he is. Yes. Absolutely. Listen. Let, I mean, let him speak, Jesus. Come on. I'm all for it. Hey. Uh <laughs> I was listening to a teaching Saturday night regarding this particular point in scripture when the fact that Hagar was Egyptian jumped out at me. Like, I don't know why that I didn't when, as many times. See, that's the thing. Even if you have read the Bible from front to back, there is so much revelation in the word of God that you're not going to be able to get all of these nuggets. You're not going to be, be able to get all of these Jesus nuggets in a lifetime. You know, you will leave this earth not knowing the total mystery of the Bible, right? But the whole purpose of the Bible, it, it guides us and it aids us in our life. It's like this 
life raft. If we don't know what to do, we go to the word of God. It's supposed to help keep us afloat and strengthen us. That's why we have to always lean into the word of God, always lean into the Bible, because it gives us our strength to go through this world, right? Because we don't belong here. We're just passing through. So the Bible helps us pass through, right? Until we get to our place and gets us prepared and get get, get us right, you know, get our hearts right because we don't know what's in our hearts. Yep, so much revelation every time we read, definitely. We will never get it. And for those that say that they know it, front to back, no. No, you don't. No, I don't know it. And I really don't. I always lean into God's leading. God, where do you want me to go today? Where do you want me? I, I study to study, but I, you know, because uh, I'm a preacher, but God's always talking. So it's like, I'm always studying, if that makes any sense. God's talking, I'm always studying because he always leads me to the word of God. He all, And I mean, I might not have read anything in here, what he's talking about. He'll say, go here. I've never read that before. But that's because of the Holy Spirit, you know, I, I can get into that whole revelation in itself. You know, the Holy Spirit, Jesus, you know, it had to go. So a spirit could be in us. So really you have the word in you when you have the Holy Spirit and he will always guide you to the book, you know, to reference it, to confirm, you know, and to enhance what you, what you know already. Anyway, look, see, God just talking today. Oh my God. Like I said, I love it. Um, Let's see. We're on Abram, Sarai, and Hagar. So like I said, I was listening to a teaching Saturday night. Um, Hagar was Egyptian, which jumped out at me. You know, as much times as I read it, her being Egyptian or Egyptian handmade, because when you read the Bible, things are in there by happenstance. It, it, it's, it's a meaning into it. You might not get the revelation yet, but it'll make sense. Like right now, like I said, her being Egyptian was a major factor in this revelation. Um, anytime Egypt is explained in the Bible, it is a representative of a world system. Biblical Egypt was always known as a place of great innovation, latest technology, artistry, fashion, etc., just like the world today. Egypt was fascinating and fast paced, so Egypt was pretty much just working off of flesh. You know, whatever was pleasing the flesh, that's how Egypt ran, you know, biblical Egypt. And that's how we, you know, you look at the United States and everything. Everything's all about um, visuals and the flesh and what feels good, what tastes good, what's, what feels good, you know, what looks good. That's how Egypt was. So I thought about Sarai's disbelief that a child would come through her. And Abram's promise that God made to him in Genesis 15, 4, where God specifically told Abram that a child will come from his body. You know, and then it says, then behold, the word of the Lord came to him saying, this man, Eleazar, will not be your heir, but he who shall come from your own body shall be your heir. When God gives you a promise, it's specifics that you better pay attention to. He does not defer off of what he said. I, my favorite thing is always to say he said what he said. God said what he said. There is no deferring. what if you said that God told you something and then later on because of the weight that, you know, because of waiting and because of anxiousness and hopelessness starts to wear you down. And then you're like, well, God, maybe you didn't say it like that. Maybe you didn't mean it like that. No, he said what he said. It's just us that got the problem with the word, like us um, being prepared for the word, word and us, you know, just really waiting for the word. It's not the promise itself. It's us, right? So let me just go ahead and keep going. Uh, God was specific in his promise down to the detail. Sometimes you'll be like, ah, well, maybe you don't mean it like that. Um, well, maybe this is close enough. So when you are like on the fence like that, it's probably not God. You are on the fence. You're uneasy. You may feel like, well, maybe this is like, you feel like a hesitation to it. It's probably not God. I'm going to say it's not. 
it's not. When a promise comes, it's going to hit you like a light bulb. Oh my God, like God, this is what you were talking about. You're going to be in such um, excitement about it. And it's going to hit you like a ton of bricks, like, like an answer. It's just going to, it's going to, just come on like a light bulb, like, God, this is what you were talking about. That's how it feels when a promise is fulfilled or, you know, whatever he said that you can have or do or whatever. It just hits you like a, like a, you know, comes on like a light bulb, comes on like a light, right? So God was specific in his promise down to the detail. It left no room for any other interpretation. God will tell you something and that doesn't leave any room for interpretation. But Sarai, oh, Sarai, <laughs> she decided to take these manners into her own hand. She completely gave up on what God had promised unless it came by means of her assisting. So it's like, God, I give up, but maybe let me maneuver it this way. If you feel like you got to maneuver something, that means you, you're not waiting. You're impatient. You know, you got to wait, right? That was not in God's direction, Sarah girl. Sarah girl. That was not in God's direction, Sarah girl. Listen, he did not say that. He didn't tell you to go pick somebody to have your baby through. You know, we're going to get deeper and deeper into the revelation. We're at the surface right now, y'all. He did not tell you to, to pick who to, to get it from. He specifically told a promise to Abram and said, it's going to come through you. All right. Hey, Ma. <laughs> it's going to come through you. Sarai, what interpretation was you getting out of that? Some of us, God tells us simply as something like to go to school and get this degree but yet well god maybe you are talking about this degree no he said what he said he didn't tell you to go pick what you want he told you specifically what to do you know he may have told you to work at a certain place well god i don't want to work there but he told you to work there and sometimes we always look at it from a perspective of what it will do for us and not really thinking about the plan at hand, you know, the, the fulfillment at hand, because having their own child was setting it up for generations to come, right? That was a setup <laughs> Tuesday. <laughs> that was a setup, you know, from the beginning. And God wants us to know, and that's why he has me in Genesis. He has everything set up in a certain way for a certain reason. And we have to follow it. You know, we didn't got so much off track, you know, lately. And it's been like that for years. And now all of these things are going on in the world. And we wondering what God is doing. He's trying to set some order. Order. Order in the court. He's trying to set some order, right? Because. He said what he said. Genesis is, is Genesis. What he planned in the beginning, what he promised in the beginning is, is still, it's not null and void. Right, order. It's still not null and void. It's not null and void. No, it's still active today, right? You can't go and off of God's promise. And thinking it's going to be all right. And we're going to find that out, you know, with Abram and Sarai. You know, that caused so much drama. So much drama. Right? Because, and even when you do that, oh, I'm reading so much into this, but I'm going to say that. we You still have to deal with the consequences of what you force. I have that in here. But I, if so, if I read it again, you're going to hear it again. What we force, and if it's not in God's order, there is consequences to that. We're going to have to pay, regardless. No matter if your heart is, is turned, you've been delivered, uh, you know, and God had did a, a covenant with Abram, and his name changed to Abraham, you, you still going to have to pay for your consequences. You still going to have to go through what your choices, 
right? You ain't gonna get away from that. But anyway, she decides to take these matters into her own hand. She completely gave up on what God had promised unless it came by means of her assisting. That was not in God's directions. Her abilities and God's promises clash. Don't that sound like us sometimes? What we feel like what we can do and God's promises never match up. They won't. Because they require faith and they require obedience. It requires that. So us thinking, you know, anything that God tells us to do, more than likely, 10 times out of 10, we probably aren't able to do. We're just not. And that's why God wants us to lean on him. So her abilities and God's promises clash. Isn't this why faith is important and imperative when walking into the plans of God for us? Faith, you can't do nothing without faith. You you can't even see God without faith, right? (laughs) You can't see God without faith. You have to. So the little things that we go through is really helping us see God. Like I said, Holy Ghost is speaking right now. You know, that's not even in, in, in anything that I have right here. You know, it's helping us. It's a, it's a whole scheme. It's all about God. All roads lead to Jesus. You know, I always say that here. All roads lead to Jesus. These little faith challenges that we have in, it's because he's trying to get us in a place where we can see him. So the more that we're practicing our faith, the more we're able to see him right no you can't do nothing without faith faith is the currency of the kingdom come on y'all talking out here come on come on you can't do anything without faith faith is the currency of the kingdom yep you can't do anything you gonna have to pay that and the more we exercise that muscle the more we can see god the more we can see his hand and everything the more we can you know so you want to practice your faith you want to exercise your faith that's good because a lot of people say that exercise your faith and so you think about it exercise my faith for what you know when you exercise you're strengthening your muscle i'm exercising my faith so that i can i can see god i can see the things he want me to see you know i can see mysteries i can interpret the bible you know how he wants me to interpret the bible i can see deeper and the more you look into this bible it's less about us and more about him it's less about what he he's given us and it's more about loving on him right the more we get into this book the more we get to this bible the more we practice our faith it's more about him and less about us right He's just trying to correct us and get us to a place that we can see him because he, he wants that relationship. Um, so anyway, Sarai's face led her to put the weight of it. Let me see. Uh, her abilities and God's promises clash. Isn't this why faith is important and imperative when walking into the plans God has for us? Sarai, Sarai face led her to put the weight of it coming to pass on an Egyptian maid. Think about it. She put that weight of God's promises on an Egyptian maid. Isn't that crazy? She depended this promise to come to pass as she said, God said, but I can't do it. So I'm going to rely on an Egyptian maid to bring my baby forth. I think you know where I'm going at this point. As I clearly defined Egypt's representation, Sarai depended on someone from the world to birth out the promises of God. And that is the gist of where where I'm going tonight. You know, I'm going to read that again. (laughs) Sarai depended on someone from the world to birth out the promises of God. What are we depending on? To birth out what God told us that, hey, let me get these ducks in a row. Let me get what I need to get in a row. That we reach out to the world and say, hey, I'm going to go through here to get what God said he promised me. That's not how that go. 
What made Sarai go to such length? Hopelessness, unbelief, anxiousness. This definitely breeds the recipe of control and manipulation. Let's call it what that was. <laughs> Sarai was controlling and had this whole manipulative thing, you know, just basically just all kinds of rebellion, you know, just wasn't obedient. Didn't want to listen, you know, to what God was saying. So some of us know the story of what happened. Sarai gave Abraham to Hagar as a wife, and she bore Abraham a son named Ishmael. So here goes the middle part, y'all. The drama started when Hagar looked with contempt at Sarai after she had conceived. Sarai then went to Abram and told him about Hagar and how she looked at her with disrespect. <laughs> Abram, Abram then told Sarai to deal with Hagar as she pleased, which led to Sarai treating her so badly that Hagar fled. Hagar came back after having an encounter with the Lord and she eventually gave birth to Ishmael. God then established a covenant with Abram. His name was changed to Abraham. And not too long after the promise came to pass, Sarah has a son named Isaac. So the drama didn't stop. Look, all of this from her using something of the world to birth out this baby, right? So the drama didn't stop. Sarah went to Abraham and told him to send Hagar and the child out because she was not going to allow Ishmael to take Isaac's inheritance. Ma'am, this is your fault. Abram, Abraham did allow it. But ma'am, you orchestrated this whole scheme and now you mad. Sometimes we can't get mad at the consequences because we forced it. We orchestrated a whole thing and how we felt like God's plan was going to come to pass. And when it backfires on us, now we want to get mad. Now we want to punish everybody. <laughs> we can't do that. We cannot do that. Right? So now we get mad because we created this whole, this whole thing. So I just want to let you guys know, be careful and forcing, trying to force God's hand or your hand being in something. You're going to create this whole drama because you can't wait. You know, and trusting something, you know, and I'm going to read that, you know, also just something just so holy and set apart that we think we can do it, right? Whew. We have to be careful going to these desperate lengths to orchestrate and create a way to bring a promise to pass because of our own understanding and our calendar and timetable. Look at all the drama that went forth when Sarah invited the world to have a hand in bringing forth her baby. Listen, you let something, you know, some, this is, you know, she was an Egyptian. So obviously she was an idol worshiper. You let someone, you know, and, and, and I know that, you know, I'm not really, um, I have to study like the customs, everything. But the fact that it said in the Bible she was an Egyptian, they could have just called her a maid. You know, they could have just said, uh, you know, Sarai's helper or something. But the point was made that she was an Egyptian, right? <laughs> so you was wrong for even asking Egyptian, someone from the world, to birth something, to, to try to birth something that didn't call it holy. Ooh, ooh. To take something from the world and then call it holy. Ooh, that was good to me. You can't call nothing holy and set apart. Even though God did take care of that, you know what I mean? And, and said he would bless, you know, Ishmael and descendants and whatever. But, you know what I mean? Right. Yikes. All comes from not waiting on God. Right. That's a seed. Yikes, exactly. That is a seed that we got to be careful. It's not, and see the anxiousness and not waiting on God, it just breeds so much stuff. It's not simple. It's not that, oh my God, I can't wait because you're, you're going to water that, right? You're going to water that. 
and then it's going to turn into this monster. Now you're going to have the, I can't help it. Now, God, let me help you. You know, so we have to be careful what we're doing while we're waiting on God. You're supposed, we're supposed to be working, you know, doing something while we're waiting on God. Cause what, what, what is it? The idol, um, idol mind is the devil's playground. You know, the devil will play with your emotions. That's what the devil will do. If you waiting on God, first of all, you're not believing, but you're not, you're, you're just idle. Right. So we got to be careful not to be, you know, just so idle, you know, and what I mean, idle could have been praying, worshiping God, praising God. She could have been praising God for what she knew God was going to do. But what did she do? She sat there in doubt and in disbelief. Right. And then that just made it worse and made her want to put her hand in something. Right. <laughs> <laughs> this is so good to me tonight. I'm telling you, God had me come on here. Uh, then when the promise comes, wait, let's see. Uh, so look at all the drama that went forth when Sarah invited the world to have a hand in bring, bringing forth her baby. Then when the promise comes, we have issues and repercussions from what we forced. Those consequences won't go away. So good. Look, this is good to me. This is good to me. Lord, let me soak in Genesis some more. Come on with it, because this is good to me. Uh, we have to be careful to not partner with the world and God's promises for our life. We are in the world and not of the world. Partnering means we take in the values and beliefs into what is supposed to be holy and set apart. You know, it's so easy to adopt things of the world and just say, you know, when we partner with it, that means we come into agreement. So this is not referring to just ministry, but everything that God has shown us we can have. So, you know, this is not referring to I'm not talking about ministry. I'm not talking about, you know, the ministry God gives you It's anything. It's anything that God told us we can have. We better take our hands off of it. Right. So who is birthing your baby? Think about it. What's influencing your baby? Your business, your ministry, your ideas, your create creativity, and your products. What is birthing that out? Allowing too much of the world's hands into a God plan is dangerous. It is so dangerous. When God gives you something, you don't look to how the world is advertising things and say, oh, God, that's how you want this to come out. This is how you want me to do this. Because it's probably not right. <laughs> yes. You know, and I'm going to put this here. Yes. every I'm, oh, I'm going to put this here because I'm transparent. You know, it's such a thing now with monetization. There's just such a allure about monetization and god gives you something in your hands and he tells you to just do this automatically we feel like i gotta charge because people pe you can't do that ask ask god if he tells you to do that that's fine but most of the time we can't put what we feel like the world how they work how they conduct business and how we should do this, right? And I just have something. I said I was going to save that for, um, I'm going to do something new. Um, I don't know, in the mornings, because God has me trying to wake up in the morning, trying, trying to wake up in the mornings. I was going to call it um, emotion devotion. But he gave me something about the women, the woman and the oil and the vessels and everything. So I wanted to share that with you guys because I have been prophesied that before and it just was like kicking my butt you know the last couple of years about the woman with the oil and didn't think she had enough but then she had enough to fill these vessels but whole revelation in that nothing with monetization at the end there was a work that had to be done but i'm not gonna get into that let me get started it, it was a work that had to be done before you know you get paid right so anyway so uh, let's see, who is birthing your baby, your business, your ministry, your ideas, and your creativity, your products? What's influencing it? 
what's what what are you growing it with what are you watering it with are you watering it with ideas of the world and how you should conduct it because you need to consult with god on how to run your stuff right because sometimes it may not look a lot of times it may not look how everybody else is looking right so you just really have to just really make be careful and cautious on what's helping you birth your baby um Allowing too much of the world's hands and into a God plan is dangerous. Allowing the world to instruct you on how to display and operate the gift is deadly, spiritually speaking. It can be deadly. It can kill the oil off of the gift. It can kill the oil off of the ministry, right? It can kill it. You know, it won't, it won't impact. It may make money, but it won't impact. It won't bring anything, anybody to God, right? So we have to make sure that the world isn't raising our baby. You know, this naturally speaking too, but spiritually, we have to make sure the world is not helping, you know, birthing our baby out and not growing our babies. So. I know it's hard to allow God to work out the kinks and timing of his promises. And most of the time, the kinks are us. Listen, we the king. God don't have kinks in his plan. We the king, right? We're the things that just cause things to not go how they're supposed to go. We're the kinks. We stop stuff. We interrupt things. He don't, you know, as far as his plan, his plan is perfect. You know, he's a perfect God. There's no error. There's no mistake in what he has for us. So, like I said, I know it's hard to allow God to work out the kinks and timing of his promises. And most of, most of the time, the kinks are us. But when it comes to a baby, a thing that has to be nurtured and handled with care, only God knows how to handle it and when it will come into fruition. Don't force it. And don't let the world influence its arrival. I'll read that again. But when it comes to a baby, a thing that has to be nurtured and handled with care, only God knows how to handle it and when it will come into fruition. Don't force it and don't let the world influence its arrival. I want to put that influence on, that emphasis on, don't force it and don't let the world influence its arrival. That's the end of the blog. <laughs> let me see. Uh, who is birthing your baby, your business, et cetera? Good to always get confirmation. If we don't want the world raising our baby, we don't want the world raising our baby. That's it. You don't want the world to raise what is of God. How? It's going to get perverted. You know, and I don't mean like in the sexual sense. It's going to get perverted. Like it's going to be twisted. It's going to go off the plan and the design and how God wants it to be. Um, I mean, it's just not for now. It's for generation and generation and generation. But it got to be set up right. It has to be set up right. So by God's grace, you know, God gave Abraham and Sarah another chance he could have killed them on sight <laughs> we don't think about that he could have killed them on sight but he made a promise he made a promise he made a promise god don't go back on this promise he made a promise so he had to see it through he had to no i said that to you it has to happen i know you have made mistakes you're going to have to deal with the consequences and generations are going to have to deal with the consequences. But I said what I said. It's going to happen. Child, woo. Only, <laughs> only God knows how to handle it and when it will come into fruition. Don't force it and don't let the world of influence its arrival. All of that. Listen, you just can't. And it was pressing on me so because, you know, we're in this age of social media you know, taking over. We're in this stage where even ministry has to look a certain way. Like, because we want to be accepted. We want to be uh, relatable. 
God didn't call us to do that. He didn't call us to be relatable. You know, Jesus attracted probably millions of people and his concern was not being relatable. That was not his concern. He just said what his father told him to do and teach. This is all personal confirmation for me. Let him keep using. Oh, see, I told. That's what I say in the beginning. I'm like, this is confirmation for somebody because I don't get on here unless God say, praise God. I'm so happy. But I love seeing that. I love seeing that. Sometimes God be giving you stuff and you be like, okay, Lord, you know, this got to be for somebody. But I thank God for that. All glory be to God for that. Um, but yeah, you just got, <laughs> you just cannot listen. Listen, we got so much influence. Everything we should do it like this, we should do it like that. Even compromising certain morals, you know, we're we're Lord Jesus, you know, just even just not like being modest dressing or whatever isn't even cute anymore, I guess. Or you know, representing God in a way, it's just it's it's just not that ain't it no more. <laughs> But it is it because God, want, you know, requires you to treat your body as a temple. Nothing changes about that, right? Nothing changes about that. He wants you to respect your temple. He wants you to respect. That's the outward and the inner. You know, he wants you to respect that. He wants his people, you know, he wants people to respect you. And you should want to be respected. You shouldn't want somebody looking at you like an item or a thing. And I know people think what they want to think and you can have on whatever and people, but that's just far and in between, you know, it's just that sometimes we just have to, we just have to do what God tells us to do and not be influenced by this, you know, not be, well, in order to, to, to go here, I got to do what these, with these people that don't know God do. I got to compromise and do with these people that don't know God, not confessing God. I got to do it that way. No, that is one thing that God told me as far as getting into what he wants me to do. Don't compromise. Don't compromise. No matter what you do, do not compromise. So I'm going to tell y'all, don't compromise on your baby. You know, don't, don't, just don't. Wait. It is sometimes. It's all of it is like an illusion, and all, and sometimes, a lot of times, it's for you. It's to work out some kinks. I told you we're the kinks to work out some kinks in you, to work out the impatience, um, to work more on your faith, to increase your faith. Yep. Don't hey, don't compromise. God told you how He told you is exactly what it's gonna be. I have those moments sometimes, you know, uh, sometimes some things are so big and I can't imagine it, but I'm like, God, you said what you said. You know, I just give me my daily bread, give me my crumbs <laughs> to get my strength off of. And because if he gives it all to you too much, you know, yeah, it can, it can, it does have the risk of breaking you down, you know, being overwhelmed. So some things we just can't even handle all of that at once. So we just, yeah, we just need to don't let, don't let nobody birth the baby or help you birth and push that, you know, like as far as it influencing, like the world influencing the baby, you know, have women of God help, you know, that, that story of Shifra and Pua. Yes. Visions are big and huge. Listen. Let me tell you, I don't want, and, and ooh, that's why I don't want to compromise because I know how big and huge my God is. Some things that other people may set for something that you do, it's cheap. It's small. My God is big. So my my expectation my godson helped me with this the other day about expecting an expectation um expect god to do further than you've ever imagined 
expected, right? Expected. So I don't expect the other, what people can give me. That's fine, but you know that's that's just that's little. That's <laughs> that's little. So I would rather turn away the little in order for God to just really open and ignite. Nothing to do with money, right? Yes exceedingly and abundantly far above we all can think you know ephesians i believe that's what it said is that that's by divine <laughs> knowledge <laughs> yes you know he can do so much and i want to expect him to do that so i'm gonna wait you know i'm not gonna let the, the world influence how to raise my baby i'm not gonna let the world push a baby out for me because i'm waiting I'm just not going to do that. I'm going to do it how he wants me to do it. And that's just a push I want to give you guys as I'm wrapping it up. I don't want to hold you guys. Usually I'm on here for about an hour. Um, But just evaluate, you know, what's raising your baby? You know, who's helping you with it? You know, who sees the vision? You know, who who's helping you, right? So <laughs> you're welcome. So I hope this helped out someone. Um, like I said, this goes week by week, but God always gives me uh, something. So I'm just going to put out my disclaimers really quick. This was really good today. God really he had to push me today, but this was really good. Um, let's see. So my little disclaimers here. Um, subscribe to the YouTube channel. This does stream on YouTube. Sometimes people might like YouTube a little better. Um, cause you can subscribe and you know, the bell or whatever, it'll pop up anytime that I'm live, watch the replay. To me, YouTube is a little easier to maneuver. Um, follow me on Instagram. You can see little pieces of my life that I kind of share on my stories. Um, I don't got too much going on, but that's what <laughs> Relinda C. McCoy. Uh, let's see. Uh, you can email me at Relinda McCoy at the pfme.com. Also podcast. There are some episodes that I drop on my podcast that I won't advertise. And that's not on purpose. It's just, listen, y'all production and, and creating content, a little, it's, it's a lot, right? <laughs> and I'm praying for God for help, you know, but, and, and, and a budget, you know, it's a lot. So sometimes I just won't, you know, I figure whoever subscribes, whoever follows, you'll get notification that a new series, a new episode is available. Um, the Songs of My Emotions book. There is a second book coming. It is a poetry book. I am a poet as well. So God has commissioned me to write a hundred poems and that will come really soon. But you can purchase Songs of My Emotions on Amazon. It has my face on the cover. And follow me on TikTok for some laughs on some Jesus nuggets and laughs and little inspirational assignments and bonnets for the sinus x bonnet y'all i wear my bonnet and i'm free and fancy fun and fancy free but anyway <laughs> thank you guys for tuning in share if you feel like this will help someone um and i will see you guys next week i hope you enjoy the weather that is finally breaking this hour i suffered this hour going up today but it's all right we got more daylight right <laughs> so i thank you guys for tuning in if you're just coming in catch the replay and i'll catch you guys another day another time see you next monday bye bye <laughs>